Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network, where you'll find much of your tennis news. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life journey. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which could be the vehicle that takes you through life's journeys, and our mentors might provide the roadmap for that journey. On most Thursdays, I will be talking to those mentors who have paved the pathway for many tennis coaches and players. Often you will hear on the first week Alan Fox, although you won't this week because he is in uh, Croatia for five weeks. Uh, So um, we will actually have two mentors uh, today. I'll talk about them in a minute. And then on the uh, second weekend, it's Coach Chuck Greasy. On the third Thursday, it's Dr. John Murray. On the fourth Thursday, it's either Scott Williams or Linda LeClaire. And sometimes we're blessed to have uh, Dr. Bryce Young uh, join her on those uh, Thursdays. And on those fifth Thursdays of the month, well, there's one this month, actually. Well, stay tuned. You never know who you're going to find. We've been blessed to have such people as... Tom Farham, the great uh, college uh, coach and athletic director and now supporting high school uh, tennis. Uh, How about Scott Engie uh, out in Kansas, a great high school coach. Uh, Father was a great high school coach. Now he's coaching college, but he hasn't forgotten uh, high school tennis. He does the uh, high school hall of fame. He does the high school top 25 uh, boys and uh, top 25 girls teams in the nation. As a matter of fact, that should be coming out in the next couple of months. And uh, he's still very active. And we're blessed uh, that he's been supportive of the uh, Florida Athletic Coaches Association. He's been he's traveled from Kansas twice to uh, do presentations, and he did one uh, video for us, too, in a year he couldn't make it. So uh, we've been blessed to have such great uh, guests on. You never know who they will be. Uh, we've had the people with the USTA, the USPTA, the Professional Tennis Registry, their executive directors. So uh, who knows what the next three years will bring. The last three years have been a blessing. Um and because I do believe Dr. King, when he said our lives begin the day, we become silent about things that matter, each Thursday, time permitting, I will add my personal views on North American tennis. And naturally, you will hear my biased views that tennis journey should be going through our high schools and colleges. Uh, and together, who knows, we may wake up that sleeping giant called high school tennis. You know, mighty willing, you will be able to continue to read my views in Florida Tennis Magazine. Uh, as I previously expressed, if you disagree, I may share your views uh, on uh, in this broadcast, or uh, I've done it before. I've uh, had them in my articles in Florida Tennis. So if you disagree with me and you do want to make a comment, just contact me at coachdenise.fhstca at att.net. That's coachdenise, D-A-N-I-S-A, dot F-H-S-T-C-A at att.net. Remember, where there is no vision, the people will perish. This proverb, I think, was 2918, but if not, uh, please forgive me. Um, but I think I see one of our mentors on today. I would like to say, uh, the, like I said, the almighty will, and you'll still see my views in Florida Tennis. And if you're not receiving Florida Tennis Magazine, uh, well, you should be, because it's not just a magazine for Florida. We covered the whole country and the world. Uh, but uh, if someone's taken the last issue from the uh, pro shop that you're at, uh, you might want to try Facebook or uh, the other social medias because uh, Jim Martz uh, sometimes will have articles in there. Matter of fact, he had uh, 
an article of an award given down in Fort Lauderdale that'll be in the next issue uh, that's on Facebook now. And um, a matter of fact, in the next issue will be the second part of uh, my three-piece article on uh, the uh, state of uh, tennis in North America and what we should and be considering and should not be uh, considering. So remember... uh, if you uh, somebody's taken that last issue of Tennis Magazine, you can always get it by going to www.fhstca.org, or you can read uh, Jim Mark's uh, articles on uh, Facebook and uh, the, the rest of the social media. I do think that uh, I have Shelton Cruz on the line. Let me see if I do. I've been blessed to... Uh, be able to uh, work for Sean in quite a while. Sean, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm right here. Good. Thanks for joining us today, Sean. Sean Cruz, for those of you that don't know, is the executive director of the Florida Athletic Coaches Association. Uh, he's been involved with high school uh, coaching way longer than I have. I only had 20 years uh, in the tennis part of it. But uh, it's a great organization. Uh, it's an organization that's involved with all the sports. And it's an a organization that does conduct the training for uh, coaches for the different sports. Uh, as well as, uh, although I'm sad to say, uh, tennis don't have an all-star event this year. Um, who knows what the future will bring if we're blessed. But, uh, Sean, if you would be kind, so kind as just to explain to us what the organization is about first, and then I'd like you to talk a little bit about the tennis portion of the organization. All right. Uh we were founded in 1936. Uh, I'm just the fourth executive director in the history of our organization in 80-plus years. Uh, three of us are still alive. Only the first one has passed. Uh, but uh, we're, we were created so coaches would have a place to meet and get some professional development and go back to their schools and uh, try or teach the things that they learn from their peers. And uh, so that's kind of our mission. We do four clinics a year. We follow the uh, the spring sports, I mean the sports seasons of the FHSA. <coughs> we, got our, we got our summer clinic coming up for the fall sports coming up in uh, June 21st through the 23rd in, in Daytona Beach at the Plaza Resort hotel uh so we're gearing up for that we also uh uh, provide about 10 all-star events and uh you know unfortunately tennis is not having one this year Uh, but hopefully uh they can get back on and and get it back going because i mean it was a good event when they did it uh but uh right now in my office i'm gearing up for Flag football, softball, and baseball all-stars. Not this weekend, not next weekend, but the weekend after. I'll be three weekends in a row and then get a couple couple weeks off and head to the clinic in in Daytona. So that's kind of what my my, my part is gearing to right now. And, and, uh, you know, so I kind of break my year up into segments as to when and how I do stuff. So... That's what we're working on right now, and, and uh, you know, my big push this past year has been on coach education. Uh, you know, there's no there's no required coach education, uh, and it's hard for us to require it because we're a voluntary organization, uh, and uh, you know, unfortunately, some member some coaches in the state aren't members of our association, but we are the only professional organization in the state of Florida for coaching uh, and with our biggest member benefit being a million dollars of liability coverage for the coach uh, on the court, on the field, uh, in the classroom, uh, et cetera. And, 
and I think we have some really good coaching clinics. Uh, John John has been serving as the uh, state tennis chairman. Has been has been putting together tennis clinics now for the last eight or ten years, and uh, has done a, a very good job with bringing in uh, quality speakers. Uh, well, I wouldn't. Uh, as far as as uh, people in the tennis industry, they're you know they're well known and and are uh, very astute to what they what they to to the game of tennis, and and that involves not just the skills and and things like that, but it's uh, the mental side of it and the fundraising and the organization and I mean there's there's more. There's more to coaching than just going out on the court and uh, uh, telling kids to play and or working certain skills. You know, you got the other side of it, uh, the paperwork side that you have to do. I mean, district entry list, uh, game contracts, uh, travel arrangements when you travel, uh, all that type of stuff. So, I mean, there's a and – and I think in any of our clinics, we give a wide – array of information for each one of the sports that we conduct a clinic in and uh and you know tennis is no different than football or basketball or weightlifting or softball or anything like that we're going to try to do the same thing get the get the best people we can in those in that those sport areas and uh try to provide uh an opportunity for them to learn something and uh you know over I've been involved in high school athletics for 37 years, uh, not counting the six years that I was a student athlete. But, uh, you know, and I've been to a lot of clinics, and there's some clinics I like better than others. But I've always been able to take away at least one thing back to my program uh, to help me better educate, coach, teach uh, the student athletes that I have a chance to impact. And uh, so, you know, I, the, I'm just I'm just very disappointed in in, in the uh, the uh, effort that's put towards coach education, and uh, and it's and you can see it. I mean, I go to a lot of games, a lot of different sports, and uh, coaches don't know the rules of the game. Uh, you're you're seeing where. One school has to forfeit because they played an ineligible player. They didn't read the rule right, you know. So there's all sorts of things, and we cover all that type of stuff at our, at our clinics. And we talk about those things. And and in every one of our clinics, we have an FHSA staff member come in and give an update on the sport and any new and different rule changes that may affect them. So I think we do a very good job uh, providing for our coaches when it comes to coach education. But again, I think so too. And every coach does not come, you know, that's, that's members of our association. And, Which is uh, sad that they yeah. don't because I can, It is, uh, it really is. And, and uh, I mean, uh, a coach will impact more people over their lifetime than any other profession. Um, and um, I can tell you this and, year, yeah, I mean, I, I usually, I ask the question every uh, Thursday, and of course, my own bias, I'm human like everybody else, and bias is, um, is mostly in tennis. But the same question I ask for uh, tennis is really involves other sports, too. And I always ask, is after school tennis a sport in your school, or is it an after school activity? And I think competition in sports, and I'm not taking nothing away from after-school activities. They're very important. Right. I understand that. But sports, you learn how to compete. Competition is not a dirty word. And they, our students are going to go out there and do that the rest of their life. So if you're going to take on the responsibility of coaching, you really should learn the rules. You should get as, as – Truthfully, continuous education. I mean, I'm 78 years old, and I'm still, any day I don't learn anything, I feel it's a disappointment. You have to keep learning. And I can tell you, working with uh, Sheldon uh, as the state chair, 
and and what went before that uh, too truthfully is they they really give the state chair the latitude to sit there and do the put together the training sit there and work with them. I've never had a show and say you can't do this or you can't do that. We know he puts together what we're expected to do, what the dates are, and uh, you go ahead and do it. Uh, I My term runs out June uh, 30th, right? And uh, we need in tennis a state tennis chairman. And I ask you to please consider, do you have the time? And I know that time is a precious commodity, but you have to sit there and think about what are we going to do with the sport? Is it going to be an after-school activity or is it going to be an after-school sport? If it's an after-school sport, we have to make sure all the coaches are uh, give them the opportunity to get some training. And I've, we've been blessed, uh, I think, to uh, get some outstanding uh, speakers coming in. I actually, my first presentation was almost 20 years ago when I was president of the uh, PTR Florida section, and uh, Wink Barnett asked me to bring the PTR pros in because at that time, Tennis pros were saying, "Don't uh, send your, don't let your kid play high school uh, tennis." And I said, "That's a bunch of bull." And I wound up getting involved in coaching uh, high school uh, tennis, and uh, started getting involved with some of the training uh, back doing uh, at there. But we need a state uh, tennis chair now, and. Uh, maybe uh, you can show and tell them what their duties are, what they should do, what they look for. Well, the, well, the, fir- the first thing I'll say when it, when you're talking about attending trainings and clinics and conferences, there is no penalty for being too smart. Right? There is. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 not against the law. It's not. You're not going to be penalized for life or anything like that for being too smart. Uh, as a matter of fact, your kids that you coach and impact will benefit from you being smart and prepared and ready to take on that job. Uh, state tennis chairman, uh, in, anybody that, that might be interested uh, is welcome to call my office. Uh, you can get my contact information off the website. Uh, or you can email me. That's all on the website. That's floridacoaches.org. And, uh, and, uh, but basically the duties of the tennis chairman, tennis state chairman, is that I give a skeleton of a schedule to the, skeleton, to the state chairman, and he or she fills in the speaking slots, and, and uh, you put together the, the clinic, you run your portion of the clinic. You introduce the speakers. You keep them on time. Uh, you know, I'm, we're going to provide a room and, and a, uh, a, a screen and, and whatever, you know, whatever AV equipment we need to uh, for you. And, uh, and then, at this, and then the, the next main thing that you do is, is, is you sit on the FHSAA Tennis Advisory Committee as our representative. And uh, and as for me, uh, I'm not a tennis player. I've I've played some, and and I'm I can go out and play a little bit right now, but probably for about ten or fifteen seconds, and I have to rest. But uh, uh, the state tennis chairman is 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 my tennis ears and eyes. Okay, uh, you know anything tennis oriented. Uh, I'm going to forward on to the state chairman, and, and I'm going to take your input. Uh, sometimes I'm going to accept it. Sometimes I may not. It just depends on how it fits into into what we do and, and what we're trying to do. You know, for a prime, a prime example, got an uh, email today about a – I've been getting a series of emails about high school golf rankings. So I just forward that to the golf chairman, and, and I let them deal with it. That's – you know that's their that's their area of expertise, and 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 I'm not going to step in and pretend I know anything about tennis or golf or any sport that I don't really know about. You know, and 
So my, I'm limited to football and weightlifting. And that's about it, you know. But uh, so that's that's how the state chairman fits into our structure. Uh, and uh, you know, one of those sessions is 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 a is kind of an open session where you get the uh, feedback from the coaches. You know, what rules changes would you like to see made? Uh, what rule changes would you like to see changed? Uh, you know, who, who are some speakers that you'd like to hear? You know, so uh, as, as John said, I, I give the state chairman the autonomy to, to do what they need to do, and and, uh, and, uh, and we'll continue to do that because I'm not a tennis person. If I was a If I was a tennis coach, I might have a little more input into it, but I'm not, you know, so I'm going to trust people that, that, that holds that spot. Uh, And we may not agree, but I mean, we're going to be professional and and sometimes we'll agree to disagree, but that's, uh, that's part of, uh, that's part of what coaching's about. You know, you're going to run across a lot of people that you're not going to agree with, but anyway, that's what it is. Uh, it pays a whopping zero, uh, but we do provide you with a room at the clinic. You don't have to pay to go to the, uh, go to the clinic. We we provide you a room, and uh, and and if we have an all if we have an all star event, uh, we want you to be a part of it. You know because you're the United States Chairman's the head dog in that sport. So uh, I mean it's 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 Seems like a lot, but it's really not. It's uh, it's a leadership role, and people that want to. And I can tell you this, because I served as the state football chairman for four years. Uh, that changed me professionally. You know, it changed my it changed my educational career, my coaching career. It changed me professionally, and uh, and you know, it's. It had probably had something to do with me getting to where I'm at now, you know, and, and so if there's people out there that's interested, I've talked to some people and we hadn't made any decisions yet, but I'd be willing to to uh, talk to any anybody else that might be interested. I'm not gonna make a decision for another couple of weeks. Uh so probably be at the end of the month when I make the decision. But uh no, anybody that's that might be interested Email me, call my office, uh, and we can discuss it and and uh, see where it goes. But uh, you know, it's uh, if you're interested, and if if you just look, if you want to get involved in, in your professional organization, that is a perfect way to do it. And uh, and John's done a great job in my eight years here, and and uh, and I appreciate what he's done in his service, and I appreciate his. Uh, you know, his willingness and honesty have with me when it comes to certain issues that we've had to deal with surrounding tennis. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to vote for your rules changes at the, at the uh, advisory committee. That's what's, that's, that's your job. That's the tennis, that's the tennis coach's job is to research it know what the coaches want and, uh, and be prepared to, to, uh, make changes if necessary, you know, so, uh, uh, basically, I'm gonna guide you. That's about it, and and I'm gonna turn you loose and let you do what you do because you're an expert in your field. And I can tell you if you're interested in going, uh, Sean is always. <laughs> if I didn't find him uh, when I made a call, uh, I always received a, uh, a call or an email back the same day. He was he's always available for you. Um, I, uh, like he said earlier, well, his experience working as uh, uh, the head of the football when, uh, prior to him being executive director. This is like everything else in life; it's a learning experience, and it's uh, as a tennis pro coming into tennis. I, like a lot of other people. Uh, uh, you know, my ego probably got too big at times, thinking I knew uh, a lot more. But there's more to coaching team sports and coaching individuals. And, uh, you know, and I do believe that some of the things that the discussions that we've had uh, has helped me not only be a, a better coach, 
but I think it helped me through life. And, and I'm, a, I'm a believer that uh, playing and competing uh, as a, a coach or a player, uh, I think happiness really comes from competition. I, like I said, I don't think it's uh, uh, a bad word. Uh, I think understanding that uh, without risk, you know, we're not going to grow, and this is what you have to do. This is what an athlete on the tennis court has to do. It's a crisis management course, and they, they're constantly trying to make an adjustment to figure out what's going on. And tennis, like basketball, well, which my first coaching experience, is a game of time. And we're either trying to take well, time the, away from our opponent or make time. Coach, you have you well, well, yeah. Whether you're coaching a team sport or an individual sport, both has both relies on individual development. You know, if you're coaching a team sport, you know you got you got to develop that pitcher, you got to develop that catcher, you got to develop that outfielder. Well, the same thing goes in tennis. You got to develop that tennis player. You know, so although uh, tennis is considered an individual sport, not a team sport, but uh, the team does win, you know. So you do have that that concept of it, but but both individual and team sports relies on individual sport development, and uh, and you have to, you know, you you got to be that person that does that. And the only thing I would ask too is if, uh, like I said before, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but uh, uh, do you look at Sports as an after-school activity or an after-school sport. If you look at it as an after-school activity and you're just looking to babysit, I would ask you to please, and this is John Denise asking you, uh, not showing crews, please don't apply for that position because we need it's a tennis as a sport. We need to wake up that sleeping giant in tennis, as, which is high school sports. I mean, at one time in America, the tennis players came out of high school and they came out of college, and that's where our pros come from. Now we're having the same thing that I faced when I got involved in high school tennis is pros saying, don't let your, uh, if the player's good, don't let them play high school tennis. Well, I can't say I've been overly successful with that because now we have people telling them in college, if they're any good, don't let them play college tennis. And that's just a, a crying shame. There's, uh, it's, it's part of the learning curve that every individual has to go through. And if you're an athlete, uh, you know, it's a slow process. We do, in 30 minutes, we could complete a TV show. But in life, you don't solve problems in 30 minutes. It's a long process. Right. Well, John, John I got we're a couple just things about finished with the time, but is there anything you'd like to close with? Yeah, I would just like to say, you know, when you talk about competition, you know, if they got a scoreboard and they're keeping score, I want to win. All right. And every coach ought to feel right. that way. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and the, the other thing is coaches have – Coaches, for the most part, are self-driven, okay? So you have to become self-driven to be the very best coach that you can, not just in that skill development, but the impact that you have of that young person's life, okay? Uh, And the last thing, you know, when you turn pro in an activity or or sport or activity or, or a career or job or whatever, when you turn pro, all you got left to do the rest of your life is is you you're gonna work the rest of your life. You only get four years to play high school tennis. You only get four years to play college tennis. You know you can't go back, experience that. Okay, and 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 those those high school days and those college days are some of the best years of your life. And 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 I would strongly encourage people to take advantage of those, of those opportunities. You know, it's uh, you got the rest of your life to work and. Uh, but you only get four years of high school tennis or four years of college tennis. So uh, really, really think about that. So That's all I have. Well, Sharon, I thank you for uh, joining us for this half hour. And uh, I do encourage you, please, uh, 
I'm in June. I am not. I'm leaving. I, I love uh, what I've done, but my time is over. We need somebody to come in and be the state chairman for uh, tennis. And I can tell you, there is no better person uh, to work with or for than uh, Sheldon. Uh, he was always uh, supportive. We've always been able to have open um, conversations. And like I said, uh, the only thing I ask, if you think high school uh, tennis is an after-school activity and not an after-school sport, then I, I say, please, don't apply for the position. Uh, uh, sports is, and competition is not a dirty word. You're going to compete the rest of your life. These kids are going to compete the rest of their lives, and they need somebody. We need somebody in Florida to take over my position. I've said it a dozen times. I am not coming back. I don't. I love what I did, but I'm not. Uh, going to be state chairman uh, after this. So please contact Shelton. Uh, I know time is a precious thing, but it's going to be very rewarding if you decide to take on, um, become the state chair for the uh, uh, Florida Athletic Coaches Association. So please give it some thought. Uh, I thank Shelton. He's left us for... uh, being the executive director, uh, working with him, it's been a pleasure to work with him. I will be heading to Gainesville uh, next week. Uh, it'll be my last meeting of the FHSAA, uh, and um, I, I just uh, encourage you. We need somebody to step in Excuse there. Now. Else, <laughs> Excuse me, Ashley, are you there? Hey, John, how are you? I'm blessed, Ashley. Yourself? Yeah, Those very of you well. that very don't good, know, I've uh, I said this the, the first uh, Thursday. We normally have Alan Fox on. I've been blessed to have uh, Ashley step in a few times on those fifth Thursday. Uh, if you don't know Ashley, <laughs> shame on you. If your coach, you should get to to know him. He's, we've been blessed to. Have him supporting the uh, Florida Athletic Coaches Association and uh, being part of our workshop. Uh, he's a 30-plus year ATP, WTA, and ITF uh, coach. He's coached in over 60 countries. He's now the tennis uh, director at the Inspiration uh, uh, Academy. And if you haven't been to the Inspiration Academy, I can tell you it's just uh, my wife, Bobby, and I, we've been blessed to spend a few days down there and just going into the facility and meeting the young people in there is uh, just a phenomenal experience. And the reason those young people are so great is because people like uh, Coach Hobson, he's uh, was uh, national coach for um, the Hong Kong China team, Coach Davis and Federation Cup, and uh, and I, I, he has an interesting thing coming up, which I'd like to uh, get into and uh, talk about. Well, actually. <laughs> He's so busy, but he always finds time. He's always found time for me. But uh, you have that college uh, pro summer training program going on. I'd like to talk a little bit about that first before I go into another uh, couple other subjects, if it's okay with you, Ashley. Yeah, John, that would be great. Okay, I just one of the things that like I was when I was talking when I got involved in high school tennis twenty some years ago, uh, I was the president of the uh, PTR Florida section. In those days, we had states had uh, uh, portions of it, and um, you know people were saying, uh, you know, don't let your player play high school tennis. Uh, some science teacher is going to ruin them and. Uh, I'd like to say I accomplished a lot while I was uh, the tennis chair for the FACA, but the truth of the matter is now it's not only goes on in high school sometimes, but it's going on in college. I hear don't let your uh, person uh, play uh, college. 
because there's not enough activity uh, for them and they can't get ahead. And I do understand, and you and I have talked before about some individuals should skip that, but that's, there's such a limited uh, amount of those individuals, in my opinion, to make those blanket statements that I hear today is just upsetting. Yeah, I, I agree with you, John. Um, you know, everybody is an individual, and everybody has their own is has their own uh, different uh, highway in tennis. Um, <clears throat> notice, I said highway, I didn't say pathway. But um, yeah, everybody has their own highway, <laughs> and um, you know, everybody's different. Uh, I think the feed arms can break through for you know early and, and and play pro tennis, but a lot of us have to work at our crafts a lot longer, and then. That the high, the uh, college um, experiences is good for you, you know. And of course, you know it depends on which program you're going to too. So I know, um, uh, you know, different programs have different expectations and that. But definitely, uh, you know, and you can play, you know, competitive high school tennis, competitive college tennis. Um, a lot of our kids have been playing, you know, regionals and districts uh, high school tennis this last two weeks. So we've been having a smaller academy sessions because a lot of our kids have been playing for different schools and it's been great for them. The competition has been strong. And I think it's important that we have to realize that it isn't just, uh, you're not going to just play uh, college or high school. It's the overall activity. I mean, in the summertime, you don't take off for uh, tennis. I mean, most, uh, that's why I always ask the question is, is uh, high school tennis an after-school activity at your school, or if it's an after-school sport? If it's an after-school activity, like most of the school, you're going to take the summer off. Uh, and tennis, and especially in college, uh, if you're looking uh, to move from college uh, to uh, the pros, uh, summertime is a time to probably, well, I won't say it. Well, I'll let you say. What, what, how would you put your summer work compared to the rest of the season? Um, summer is you know, a good time to put in some extra work, you know, for for players. You know, so um, you know we, we, we I like the uh, the Belgian model of of how many hours you should train. It is a simple model. It says if you're 12 years old, you should train about 12 years, you know, 12 hour, 12 hours of tennis a week. So you want to you know, don't put in too much. You want to put in enough for your for your for your age and how you can handle it. But what we've done in this in the past is the summers. You know, promoted a little bit more more tennis or or more uh, you know uh, more time. Not always on the court, but also you know in the classroom and in the gym during the summer. So it's been a it's been a big season for us. And uh, you know, this year we're we're trying to push this college college players we don't feel have a good um place to train um and, and compete you know there's there are about there's uh the uh, men's futures which are uh, i noticed in the u.s in the summer there's 64 qualifying draws and 64 main draw and uh in the rest of the year it's 128 qualifying and uh, 64 main which I, I i can't fathom why the the draw would be smaller during the summer when you have a lot of college kids out of there out of college and able to play and um you know the ita circuit is very very small and it's, it hasn't been very strong i've taken players there in the past mainly juniors to the ita college circuit so we're trying to do this thing college to pro circuit where we get a whole crop of college players in and we train, you know, four or five hours a day and uh, work, work out, get, get the gym work in, get the classroom work in. And then, uh, but the main thing is that they compete every weekend. We go to money tournaments or we have UTR tournaments at our facility. And uh, so this is what we're pushing this summer is this college to pro um, player circuit that for college players or high level juniors, you know, 12, 12 or 11 UTR and above um, to get to come and play. Yeah. Um, I appreciate what you're doing because I think that is so important. Out of 
I know you're, I appreciate you running from the courts to come on the broadcast, so I know you missed our conversation with Michelle uh, and Cruz. Uh, mm-hmm. But we were talking about coaching education and uh, the, uh, what the FACA does. And, uh, and that there is no, like he said, there is no rules yet. <coughs> Excuse me, you have, you have to have in Florida, which is a crying shame we haven't done enough about. But you have, uh, you're doing something that, that you're about coaching education and mentoring, and it really is a, uh, a step up, I would say, is master education. Uh, so this is something that um, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, what you're doing and that, to how that last uh, 20%, you know, which I've heard you speak often about coaching from the inside out and <laughs> what that brings uh, to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, well, John, he, you know, here's my question back at you. Would you would you be educated by somebody who's just going off a syllabus or a curriculum who hasn't got much experience, um, or would you like to be educated by a, a master or a veteran in their field over a long period of time? Well, let's say you know, forty years. You know, so you know that that's my question back to you. You know, who who would you like to learn from? Yeah, and that's a a very important question because I think we have enough of, especially in today, and and I'm not downgrading the um, internet because it is important. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but unfortunately, there's a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. uh, out there that you you look at, and uh, and most of it I don't comment with because I try to stay positive. I don't want to make a negative response, but there's. yeah, there's a need, uh, and I and I think uh, this is some, one of the questions with the USTA now is, uh, you know, uh, are we gonna how far down do we take our uh, training? And you know, I, I know, uh, you know, if you're going with Rogi, the, the pathway to juniors I think is important, and things you do there, but uh, you know, how long do you stay at that level, and is that level for everybody? I, I in my own personal view, I say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a great many questions in tennis. Uh, you know, we're, we're, which are need to be addressed and are frustrating. Um, I'm going to come back to that first point. You know, is that we need to have, um, you know, we need to be teach, taught and mentored by people who are masters at their craft, you know, not people who are doing just some certification off a piece of paper where they, you got to go through these progressions or you got to know, you know, certain, you know, things. Um, I think it's important for uh, starting level coaches, but I think as you get older that you need to be more and more in touch with people who have been in the industry and, and successful in the industry for 30, 40 years, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. this is why we put together this last 20% project. I'm fortunate to be friends with both Pat Etchenbury and Chuck Creasy. And, you know, we had dinner once and I said, I got together. I was like, you know, you two need to do stuff together. Pat is fantastic <clears throat> on the physical side and the motivational side. And Chuck is fantastic with his momentum flow and his motivating players and getting players to play at another level. Um, and, uh, I said to them, you know, would you like to put together these clinics and uh, try and get you in front of people? So that's been my goal for the last six months is to try and get these last 20% clinics going. And um, and I admit it, it's been hard because, you know, then we, we haven't um, marketed all that much. But um, it's just it's such a fun, phenomenal experience if you could get Chuck and Pat to, you know, to, to talk to you and, and give information on and off course for three or four days, you know, and um, <clears throat> this is what, you know, this is what we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, the certifications are good, but they're starting points. And uh, I think to be mentored by two of the, the greats in their field would be a fantastic thing to be able to do. Um, I think this mentoring coaches is, is very, very important. And I know I've talked on the show before about having a, 
having a system where one coach is a mentor to younger coaches and they spend time together and that. And I, and I wish the USDA would have a system like this or any of the organizations of, of mentorship, you know? Well, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, uh, actually that'll be in the third part of, uh, my, uh, suggestions and the three piece article I have in Florida, the tennis magazine. Uh, so people have to wait a few months for, uh, that portion of it, but I think, uh, and then, you know, I, I, we need younger coaches, uh, the USTA and, uh, pushed this under 30 and under, uh, coaching program and everything and God bless them. Uh, but I, it, it, it takes years to learn things. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure, uh, you know, I've been blessed to, go to uh, Chuck Reese's stuff 20, 30, almost 30 years ago when I came from coaching basketball to tennis and uh, be able to pick up things. But it would be hard to convince me that with all the traveling you two have done, and, and I should say you two, the three of you and Pat, because I've been uh, blessed to and uh, with his workshop too, uh, you're better people coaches now than you were before and people were blessed to be able to work with you and learn from you before but it just I I think part of our society today and part of the problem with TV is we think we can solve problems in an hour Mm -hmm. you just can't solve in real life it takes uh, experience and that's a lifetime yeah, yeah, you know, I want to say what is coaching? Co- coaching is it's knowledge. So it's it's there's some book knowledge and there's some seminar knowledge, then it's experience and then it's the communication of, of that knowledge over to the over to the students, you know, that's coaching. So it's it's a three parts to it and and that experience part you you just can't you can't do quickly. You know, it takes just hours and hours and ten thousands of hours you know, uh, on the court. Right. Well, I, uh, yeah. I've i been pushing because, I, you know, I've been blessed to uh, know you, and I think what you're doing, I hope it takes off because uh, I really think we need more. I, 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 we need more young coaches, but we need more important than more young coaches we need more young, knowledgeable coaches. And I don't think we have enough of that. And this is what Shelton was talking about previously on the broadcast, is that too many coaches don't even, you know, don't know how to coach. They don't know the rules. They don't know what's going on. And uh, uh, and, and we all, and I'm probably guilty too, because we had uh, – a basic certificate we gave uh, if you, with a lot of requirements that you had to have. But because you became a certified FHS PCA coach, I've often said that's just the beginning. And a big part of that was yeah. coming to the workshop because why? For three days we had people like you there and people like uh, Chuck Greasy there and you just you you can't put a price on that. I mean, that's just is. I I thank you so much for you know what you contributed, and um, I, I think anybody that doesn't take advantage of that, and you're going to be doing that in Florida and in um, California too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the plan, and the plan is to go to. Uh, um, to to Southeast Asia too at some stage, but again, it's just you know people signing up and uh, showing an interest in in it and, and wanting to grow. But it's 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 very difficult to, to to fathom, you know, whether you just want to get a certificate and, and then call yourself a coach, or you want to spend time, you know, learning a little bit more in depth view of, of what coaching is. Um, you know, I, I know I had a French uh, intern last year and. He came and worked for free for three months over the summer, and and he had taken he had, the previous year he taken a whole year to learn to be a coach. So that they he 
taken a year out of his life to learn the French system. And he told me that, you know, how difficult it was. But then he also explained to me, he said, you know, how that, you know, 50% of the people failed and right. had to, you know, had to do extra studies t- to pass. So it's the, the, the failure rate was 50%. But uh, well, and we learned from back Salyer and, too, right? It was obvious he learned from Salyer because he was smart enough to take advantage of being an intern for you. So, and, you know, those phrases we use, there's somebody passed them down years ago that was smarter than me, and uh, there's a reason that they work. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's just uh, there are a whole lot of things. Um, you know, in terms of coach education, which needs to be improved. And, and there are good things happening. I, th- I see the woman doing some coach education uh, events around the world. Uh, that You know, so that that's very positive. I see that happening. On the internet, of course, it's just being able to sift to what is, what is good and what is not good. And then just generally, uh, I don't know if you've seen – the latest articles, Dave Miley, who used to be head of ITF for many years, has been writing these articles on tennis, and uh, he's got a three-series article on the state of the game, and it's very good. And um, you know, one of you know, there's a whole lot of points. There's there's stuff on the pro game, there's stuff on you know developmental, and then there's stuff on on the junior elite side, but. Um, you know, coach education is definitely one of them. But the fact is that, you know, we need to get, you know, tennis's house needs to be set in order. Um, yeah. We need to have a, uni- a unifying force around around the world. You know, the WCA, we've got, I mean, how many organizations do we have in tennis? It's just, it's so fractured. It's so fragmented, <laughs> the game of tennis. It's just frightening. And, I just wish we we almost had a commissioner of tennis who just would come forth and just, you know, create some parameters. Uh, I look at golf and I'm very jealous that how, how well golf is run and how well it's done, you know. And tennis, it, it could be much better. There are definitely more tennis players than golfers, and I think it's a much more dynamic sport. But we're lagging after golf because I think um, – uh, maybe in the 70s and 80s when the, the open era started in, in the 70s, what was it, 72, 73, I think, um, you know, we weren't always doing things for the good of the game. You know, I think there were a lot of personal in, 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 interested parties there and we need to, you know, we need to unify tennis in a big way and not just in the U.S., I think, around the world. Yes, well... So, well, selfishly, you know, I think of the U.S., but you're, you've been around the world uh, coaching, so you think of that way. But, Brad, I submitted the second part of my three-piece article. The third uh, piece is a lot of notes. So, on the, And the, one of the – in that third piece is uh, one of your ideas – uh, quite frankly, all the ideas I'm submitting, very few of them are mine. There's from greater minds than mine. But how about a, a couple of tips again on uh, how do we get the growth and uh, sustainability of tennis? Do uh, you have uh, something else I could still do, uh, put in that last uh, portion that is now about 82 uh, papers on my desk? <laughs> John, I mean, there, there's so many things. Uh, you know, I definitely think grassroots tennis needs to be revived again. Um, I, I, I think we're where we look for it to to promote tennis in in the wrong places. You know, I think we need to chase tennis in in you know no, we 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 go to inner cities all the time in the U.S. I think we need to go all over the U.S. to to look for tennis players you know um i know um you know that that's one thing and i think you know i, I have a 10 year old son who can't play usa tournaments obviously because he never went through the red orange green yellow pathway um he we we used those balls and they were fantastic but they were great starting points and i think he went from 
sponge ball to red ball to orange ball in the space of almost like eight, nine months. And then, you know, by seven or eight years old, he was already using orange ball, you know. So it's very difficult to be forced to follow a certain pathway. So, um, uh, and, and, he, and he can play tournaments. We had a, we had 140 kids at Inspiration this weekend playing a tournament. Um, so it, it was a fantastic experience to see so many kids coming out and playing, you know, and uh, there could have been more because a lot of our kids were playing the ITF down in uh, Delray Beach. Right. But, um, you know, it's... <clears throat> uh, if you if you do read Dave Marley's papers uh, on the ITF, uh, he did, you know, say tennis. Tennis uh, participation is down. Uh, it's down a lot, you know, in the last 20 years. And, um, you know, one of the reasons I think is tennis is a difficult game to play. Um, it's uh, <clears throat> a chal- it's challenging and it's physical and people I think want easier and easier things in their lives to do which is not always a good thing you know hence the rise of pickleball as tennis players age they start to pick up pickleball and now it's the rage but it's just you know level of difficulty of things gets more difficult and people just don't want to put themselves through that torture anymore so it is a uh, uh, there's tennis needs to be revived and there's no reason why it can't be because it's still the greatest game which teaches people more about life than any other sport that you can play without a doubt yeah I agree with you I, I think it really does because you're just like going through crisis management when you're on a tennis court and uh, uh, so I think oh, it, it does wonderful. teach you yeah go ahead yeah. Yeah, you know, I think we've always pushed the athletic part of tennis. Uh, what, what's great about tennis is the athletic part, but we, the, the major part is that it's just such an athletic, it's such it's such a life sport, and it's just a crisis, as you say, uh, tennis is a game of emergencies, and it teaches you how to handle life so much better. But I just, um, yeah, I think we, we need to push it in that direction. I think in the grassroots, I did put in my uh, second article that I sent in, I used one of my wife's District 15 NJTL, and I think one of the problems, one of the arguments I have with the USTA is, you know, we give balls to high school to run a uh, no-cup program, and uh, we, I think uh, what we uh, did in... um, my wife reminded me I can't afford a divorce, so I have to volunteer my time. But we did an after-school <laughs> tennis in the uh, Constitution program. So we're able to give the kids that when they leave school, we're able to give them a little bit more education on a subject that really isn't getting enough attention, and that's in this country, it's the Constitution and how uh, civics, uh, you know, what they should be known and we're introducing them to tennis. But that's introducing them to tennis. This is what the the yellow and the green ball and the, the orange ball and everything was about. But uh, to assume that everybody is going to be able to compete uh, is just, you know, to me it's crazy, and especially when we don't encourage the competition. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're 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 meant to compete with each other, and that's where our kids find it fun, you know. So we we need to get our the tennis house needs to get in order. I mean, I know there's an annual general meeting of the the ITF is in Orlando in July, and you know, my wish is just you know for parties just to get together. If we could get the ITA and the PGR. The, USTA and ITF together and WGA and the ATP together. I mean, I, and just lock them in the room for a week and just say we're not coming out until we have a coherent message. Would be fantastic, wouldn't it? It sure would be. Well, actually, I appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to fill in there. Alan Fox is in Croatia, and uh, I didn't want to waste the uh, opportunity of not having a show. But um, can you just tell the people how to get a hold of you? And uh, uh, the, the last minute is yours. Um, 
Yeah, uh, thank you. The, the you can always reach me through Inspiration Academy, um, Inspiration Academy backslash tennis dot com, or just Ashley Hobson. I think uh, these days on the internet you can find anybody. But you know, if you have anybody interested in playing college tennis and playing high level tennis this fall, we have a a great program. I have already four good kids who've just come back in to. Uh, um, to to the the academy to train uh, two kids from um, the Midwest D1 colleges there the Georgia Tech um, player is is back in town and I have a kid from Syracuse training too now so you know would like to put together this this college to pro summer team of of college players who are, want to work hard and uh, improve and uh, and, and compete every weekend either playing money tournaments or playing UTRs or playing men's futures. And, and we're going to be, you know, right on this and, and taking players and um, allowing them to train. Um, and uh, it's a very, very small amount to train um, per week. And then, you know, the second thing is that, uh, yeah, we, ha- we have summer camps and summer training running, and uh, we have some of the best uh, juniors in the country and in the world training, and uh, we'd love to have you over. Well, Ashley, thank you very much for sharing the information with you. I look forward to talking with everybody again next week. Next week we have Coach Chuck Greasy. He'll be uh, our mentor on uh, the broadcast. And uh, please take advantage of these mentors. Uh, We don't see enough mentor, and I feel blessed to uh, be able to have the people that I'm able to talk to every week. Talk with you next week. Have a blessed week. Tell your friends. Bye-bye.